What um, what are your thoughts on a new hunter if they got a little uh, expendable cash, like an annual amount to join like the hunting club on Henshaw? Oh, my my country club. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I I always I've never used a guide in my life, um, and I used to kind of think the same thing about a hunting club. I never would have even considered it. I mean, I have a lot of. I, I probably don't need my country club now. Right. I, I have good private property to hunt. I would say anybody that can afford to belong should. Okay. You, it's it's real hunting. It, all you have is access to a lot of land. Right. From that point on, it's, all it's you. like any other hunting place in right. San Diego County. That just that there's a lot more game. Right. Because it's regulated. VID never, uh, Vista Irrigation District never allowed hunting. And so... Everything's pretty pure. How did that all come about? Like since it was v- since it is VID, how did yeah. they get the lease to it? Yeah, in nineteen ninety, don't the Mendenhalls manage it? Yeah, yeah, they're the they're the uh, leasees. Uh, in nineteen ninety five or ninety six, ten groups of people. Uh, I was the president of Pheasants Forever, so Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited. Uh, I think CWA might have been involved. Rocky Mountain. All the different groups tried to lease. VID for hunting, not as a club, but where the general public could put in like for a draw or whatever. But we wanted to get that land uh, under our belt so we could hunt. And uh, it didn't work out. We took it to the board and we got voted down. Right. right. Uh, you know, it's a large cattle operation. Um, Hein Hennigan has cow dairy cows out there and his lease... Um, well, he offered more money than we offered more money, as I recall, uh, than they did. But it's an old lease and whatever the case. Right. We didn't win. Right. Years later, the Mendenhalls decided that they would go into business and that they would uh, try to make a hunting club up there called MCC. And and uh, originally, uh, well, they lease it for duck hunting and fishing. Right. Right. The campground, the cafe. And the store, that's what they lease. And then you know, they thought, well, gosh, you know, maybe we can get a hunting club here. Well, they owned uh, Dyke Valley, well, their families and things, uh, Dyke Valley and Will Valley up on yeah, Palomar. And then the Casa family, the old San Isabel Ranch over in Mesa Grande, which is a few thousand acres, they leased all of that. And that's the original MCC. Right. VID didn't come in until about um six seven five six years ago and they worked out a thing with vista irrigation that they would lease all of their land for hunting right it's forty thousand acres or so i think maybe less than that but so that's how it came about and i I mean i've had people yeah you hunt a private club you know and and then they kind of rag on either the mendenhalls or it's a private thing it's only for rich people you know what we wouldn't be None of us would be hunting of it, hunting it, if it wasn't for the Mendenhall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'd still be private, and it'd yeah. still be off limits yeah. to all of us. And so they they did basically a public service. Yeah. And that now at least we have a chance. There's access. At least you we have a chance it, but... to hunt. You have to pay, but this... for me personally, they take it out of my visa, and uh, don't even see it. I pay off the visa every month. I don't even know if it's and this is the thing. Gone or this not. is how I look at it. If you're young and you're, you know, you're just like every other young person, you're starving for cash. It might not be in the books, right? But when you get uh, when you get older and you get established and you're able to spend, you know, and you have a little expendable cash and you and you can afford three hundred bucks a month, right? If hunting is that big of a passion to you, like it is to me, I would rather drive a used, paid off vehicle and have expendable income every month than to have a eight nine hundred dollar truck payment. And not be able to do the things I want. So it's all about priorities. Yeah. And if it is something that you are truly passionate about and you want to get the 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 prime land per se, yeah. and you want to have the access to the turkeys and the deer and the upland and you know and the varmint hunt, all this stuff, well then it's a sacrifice that you have to do and in three hundred bucks, whatever it is, what yeah, it is. I mean that's what that's what I I mean, I doesn't make any difference. People ask me, Well, why do you promote it? I mean, it's more people. Because I don't want them to go out of business. Yeah, no, that's, that's what you why. don't want. I don't want them to say, "Hey, you know what? We're breaking even. We go through all of this, you know, sign, you know, all the hassles of of, of running a business." Right. I don't. I don't want them to ever say that. 
Right. I promote it. It costs two fifty a month as uh, what it costs for a membership. And uh, well, you can go corporate and you can go family, which right. is well, family's just slightly more, but um, it, it's it's a family atmosphere. Right. It's forty five minutes from our house. Yeah. And there are still places on MCC that I've never hunted, and I am an original member. And there are there's so much land that you you literally can't hunt it all. I mean, it's it's great. a good thing because, like you said, if they did yeah. go out of business, you yeah. know what that land's going to do? It's going to go straight back to private. That's right. And you know, if we ever use VID, they will. That's it. That's it, There'll man. Be no hunting there, no whatsoever. More. The cause of family, uh, they don't need the money. No, of course not. I mean, so we're hoping that you know they've they've sold some land to uh, the Santa Quito River from the ocean to the mountain or something. And so we've lost like San Isabel East and San Isabel West preserves where we have the youth turkey hunts. Right, right. Yeah, they've bought some of the cause of property and it's it's troubling because there's where we're losing. They buy land and we'll never get to hunt that. The fact that we have those 20 kids get to hunt San Isabel East is a miracle. It is a miracle. And it I feel like miracle. I want to say every time I every year it's like a it's like pulling teeth to allow it to happen. Yeah. Well, fortunately, the fact that I am a commissioner and Jim Desmond um uh, is who I represent in North County. Um uh, again, I don't want to say Republican, right. conservative. And he is for it. So you get people uh you got five county supervisors and you got to hope that at least three vote want for it. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's been a great, successful program. It is. And uh, kids have a great time. They'll never have a better chance of getting a turkey. Right. And learning the outdoors. And, and a lot of kids don't get turkeys. I mean, but I mean, you see deer, you see wildlife. I mean, it, it just kind of takes them out there. Um, Josh Kettle, uh, you know, who yep. owns Fly Down Custom Calls, and the same kid that, you know, shot a number of, you know, good bucks in the county. Speaking and of him, I actually want to get him on. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that that would be great because uh, he lives here in Fallbrook. And, yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. He's, he's now an Escondido paramedic fireman. And, um, you know, they a lot of these kids started off, you know, in these things like this, and, and they're very successful. And, the, I mean, that's what I love to see. These kids Absolutely. that have got into the program and, and, and now – uh, some of them were mentors. Josh is a mentor. Tanner's a mentor. So we have we have kids that were actually you know in the original giving back, giving back. That's exactly. awesome. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Re- it's really cool. That's an really, amazing thing. Really cool. Absolutely. So anyway, it is what it is. I mean, the yeah. deer, the success rate's always been low since I started bow hunting this county. Yeah. But actually, I feel like the success rate has gone up because of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, dude. Well, it, it's funny how the same guys, it was at, uh, 10% of the hunters get 90% oh, yeah. of the game. Yeah. And, and, and it's a fact. It is fact. It, it is a fact. It is. And you do your homework and you probably get a, your, if you do your homework and study your chances of getting an A on a test or a heck of a lot better than yes. a guy that skims through a book and You're says, right. oh, I'm going to take the test. And- I, I felt like we've worked hard on this spot and just... There you go. We put a lot of time and effort into of, it. Yeah. You know, back when I was searching for a new spot, I actually was just driving around and I was just like, saw a stand of oaks. I'm like, what is that? So I started looking at maps and everything and I found an old road. And that's how it started. And it, it's tough. It's, it's kind of ironic how me and him actually. So I met both of these guys through Faith Armory. Do you remember Faith Armory sure. up here in Temecula? So sure. they worked at John's the journeyman lineman. So he it was a part time gig part-time for him. Part time gig so I could finance uh, the yeah. the operation, you know. And Patrick was a store. I was a supervisor. Supervisor at Faith Armory. Yeah, on the and gun side. So me living up here and hunting, I'd always. Be, I didn't know anyone, right? So I met a guy, Eight Steel Town. You remember him on the forum, Eight oh, Steel yeah. Time? So, oh, yeah. I so the handle. Yeah, the handle. And then so me and him actually started upland game up here, like quite a bit. And, and man, let me tell you, there's some good bird hunting up here. And there really is. But anyways, I, I started going. It. Yeah, and then I started going into Faith Armory. I met these guys. And then I started volunteering time, and then we all became friends. And the next thing you know, I was working there part-time because I worked full-time down out of Escondido as well. And yeah, that's where I, I was like, hey, I know you. We know you. I and was like, I see you every day. Yeah, on the dock that's at work. How, that's how That's how it and, goes, man. And it turns out that me and him knew about the same spot because I uh, 
and my buddy Matt had death, death hiked it and went for it and found it. And next thing you know, me and John are like, well, maybe this is the same spot. And we hooked up and we went in and Hey man, the rest is history, but that's, we have a camp. Now we have a camp. We have to camp. I see you've got a tradition going. Yeah, you guys will hold deer. Oh, for, I mean, yeah. you're both young, and so you can go. I mean, I have spots like that which I've lost. Right. That's that Mojave Preserve thing. Mm-hmm. We camped in the same yucca grove for I don't know 25 years, and like opening days of chuck se- chucker season, and now it's closed. It's, it's heartbreaking. It, it, it's not very far from the road, but far enough that I mean you can't carry in all your gear to right. camp in there, right? And, and uh, yeah, that's what—that's the most discouraging thing to me. We're pretty safe in San Diego. We can lose lands like we have, like Borrego State Park. Right. If they go and buy a land, a piece of land, then we're out. I mean, that it, at least when it was private, hey, I have a chance right. that I could get permission. Yes. But if it goes to the state park, right. Something like that. See, I find it ludicrous that we can't use a state park for hunting or fishing. Well, so do I. I mean, I find that crazy. I mean, it's it's money that we have that we bought, and then we can't touch it. We can't mm-hmm. even walk in it. No, yep. you can't. You can't we even walk can't across even walk it. Walk in the place. Stay on trails only. Yeah, yeah. stay it, on and trails only. And, and so that's crazy to me. Um, and there's exceptions. I mean, Palomar State Park. Yeah, it's kind of confined. It's got right. campgrounds all over the place. But Borrego State Park, there's yeah. nothing. It's just, it's just there. It's there. It, yeah, yeah, you and, can't. Yeah, you can't even like walk across on no. the trail. You can't even have your, your firearm or whatever. No, but you can be on it with your CCW. Yeah, you can cross yeah. state park with a CCW. Oh, well, that that is a yeah. that is a written rule. But Great. You can't. Well, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, ha- it doesn't help you at all during hunting. Season. Um, your six five creed mars are concealed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna conceal my six five creed. <laughs> yeah, we, we used to do that. Uh, there's 40 acres above Palomar State Park that really good bandtail pigeon hunting. Oh yeah. And we used to disassemble our shotguns and put them in a backpack because it says that you can't have a firearm right. through the park. So I used to ask. I mean, hey. What is the definition of a firearm? So if you've exactly. got an 870 and I have an 1100, right. you're carrying an 1100 barrel and I'm carrying an 870 barrel. Right. And we've, you know, we've... Interchange- you've So your gun is not an acceptable firearm. Right. It's, it's not a firearm. It's, it's a nothing. Not. It's a, yeah. you know, it just an object. Work. It won't work. Yeah. Right. Won't work. So we used to walk through the park and get into that 40 acres that way. Somebody said now that you can't. I I don't know. They've reworded it or whatever. So I mean, they we there, but we circumvented it for quite a long right, time. Right. There's all types of language out there. Absolutely you know. wasn't hurting anything. I mean, what we were doing was perfectly legal. The forty acres belongs to us, and uh, but it's landlocked. Yeah, pretty of much. And uh, so yeah, I mean there were there were things that you know we used to do in the old days that you know you wouldn't. We could bring up the our, the other favorite term, mechanical. Oh, mechanical yes. conveyance, oh, man. Oh, yeah. That, that's a big one on the SCH oh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the thing about what it. What is the definition? What is, there it, is no definition. There is no definition. Right. Like, it just says a, a mode of transportation, but technically your knee is a mechanical your, mode of yeah, your, your I mean, body. transportation. Right. It's mechanical. That's why they have. I put a wheel on my case. Right. Yeah, whatever. You know, it, it's just there's tons uh, of deer stuff. carts. I mean, exactly the things. It's a mechanical. It's just it's what it is, Steve. Is it goes back to the death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, man. They're making yeah. it so hard yeah. to have access to good land that eventually we won't have it anymore. And it's true. It, we're 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 chasing our tail on it. You're you're absolutely right. There's no. We're never. You never give up. That's all I'm going to say. That's, Don't give up. That's me. And it'd be easy enough to do. Hey, oh, at yeah. 71, I mean, I, I've got places, but it's right. not the point. I mean, I it's so dear to me that I'm not ever going to give up. And, and and I'll fight at all fronts, too. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things with fish and wildlife. You got John Massey used to tell me years ago that it was getting infiltrated by greenies. Mm-hmm. And it has. It has. And it was. And that's where this non-native, like they could care less about turkeys. Right. That's why they increased the... Fall season mm-hmm. on hens, you can shoot two hens and a month long season to shoot them in. Why would you do that if you want to keep turkeys around? Right. I mean, you don't want to kill more hens. 
Should have went the other way. Should have right. eliminated the fall season. Nope, non-native species. And so they, you know, this is all part of that 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 whole thing. Micromanaging. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had more deer than you could shake a stick at when I was a kid. And you bought a deer tag. We mentioned this. You bought a deer tag, and you could hunt anywhere in the state of California. Right. Now I could hunt the Sierra starting that last or the third Saturday in uh, September, same as it is for X9A now. Right. And it was a two or three week season. And if you got a deer, you were done. Right. That's it. I didn't hunt D16. There was no D16. You just bought it. that same tag was good down it was here. Good down here. And so once you got a deer there, that was the equalizing factor. Um, so you get a deer in the Sierras, and a lot of people went to the Sierra. I mean, that was an event. Right. I mean, the Sierras, you know, you're talking about pumpkins. It's just beautiful up there. Oh, and it's so gorgeous. And you know what? The bucks were just as big. Mm-hmm. There was just as many as we have this micromanaging of today. And uh, it was just an equal thing. I mean, you shoot a deer. If you didn't get a deer there, then you could hunt down here. Right. And if you got a deer here, great. You know, I mean, that you could hunt anywhere. I don't think our deer herds are any bigger or better or in any better shape. In fact, I know they're not. And he said, well, there's been a big decline in our mule deer. Well, I mean, you can add cats into that equation. There, you know, blue tongue and there's other diseases that deer get here. But the habitat for the most part in the Sierras is untouched. I I, I walked into an area where I told you I shot my first buck. is up above in Bridgeport, my Buckeye Creek in West Fort, uh, West Walker. It looks zero different than the day I shot it, well, see, I'm 71, 59 years ago. Right. It looks the same. So what changed? What changed, yeah. Yeah, what changed? The habitat looks exactly the same. Right. So this whole micromanaging thing, they've got to justify their jobs. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was got, about to say that. We've got all these biologists and all these people that want to manage everything, and so they come up with these theories and changes of seasons and all this stuff that has zero impact zero. on what we've done right i mean and so yeah that's the most frustrating part i mean john massey god bless him the guy was a i mean a big pro hunter and just a he knew what what it really took right he knew um game i mean i, I don't think anybody knows game animals and especially ground nesting birds turkeys especially um, better than John, and that was the old school biologist. They all hunted, right? And so they were very in tune with nature itself, right? Not from a book, you know, from Humboldt State, right? And now we, it, it you know, it's pretty sad actually in the direction it's. Let me ask you about heading. the weather back, say, twenty five years ago in San Diego County. Yeah, I mean. Is it, was it hotter? Was it colder? Was it? I, I haven't seen any. I mean, the one little factor that I, it seems to me, and, and again, I am, you know, I'm not a global warmest uh, yeah. person. I just want to know if it, I mean, if. I, know, like, I find it the same. August is hot. September is hot. Uh, it seems that we have maybe a little bit more humidity today than back then. But when I was in high school, you know, like playing football, I can remember how hot it was in Long Beach right. in, in, in September, and we had tons of smog. Right. That's the one factor that we don't have today that we had when I was a kid. Smog was unbelievable because of cars. Right. And uh, so in the good side of the green movement, hey. We've cut down I mean, some I, of the I, emissions. Nobody wants to have catalytic converters and stuff, but I'll tell you, unless you breathe the air back then compared to, like this valley right here mm-hmm. in Riverside, you could not see Big Bear. You could not see it was that bad, any huh? mountains any day of the year. Right. Wintertime when we get big winds or right. we got rainstorms, you could finally see the mountains. Right. And that's not the case nowadays. Uh, it's it's way better today. Yeah, now the mm-hmm. now the green slime's all up there and uh, off the 10. You yeah. follow it all the way to L.A. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah so, exactly. Um, dude, I hated working up there. It, you get headaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Headache oh my lungs would hurt. You, you your head breathe in hurt. and your lungs they would hurt. hurt. And I yeah. was only 18 years old, so, you know, what was that wow, doing? Right. To, then. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, um, as far as the overall... Well, I, don't, I don't see what about difference. the rain like this past year we've had quite a bit of rain but you've probably seen that's we've yeah. had big rains and we've had droughts so I mean, really nothing's changed nothing nope. yeah that's, that's nope. what, kind of what i'm getting at is nope. it's like no, the weather really hasn't changed no and it's going to be hot or it's going to be cold or it's going to be wet or it's one not of the things wet. i see is that uh 
repression or uh, of a fire um repression uh, repression of the fires of fires they don't let them burn. In the old days when a fire started but it burnt yeah, i mean it burnt until it burned out uh, there were firefighters but nothing oh we didn't have the big planes we you know a lot of the things that now we get a little spot fire and most of them are stopped in five acres yes where in the old days those fires would burn like whole palomar man. right i mean we would burn until it burn out and right that has probably made a little bit of a difference in our habitat. I know that the beetles, um, yeah. our oak trees dying. This is a new phenomenon. Our oaks, our pine trees. I mean, you go to places like in the Sierras where you just see these, you know, big forested areas with dead pines all from the beetle. Oh, really? And, yeah. See, I've never seen that. Yeah, that's there. really bad. Hey, Montana is yeah, the same it, way. It's, Utah. All over, it's all over. Idaho. It's all over. Yeah, Idaho. I but mean, they try to ID it and get those trees out of there and get the bugs out of there. And... Yeah. Now, one thing they did do on Palomar, because they lost a lot of trees on the backside by uh, uh, Fry Creek in that area, they they allowed them to go there and log those out. Right. Good. Duh. Good. How about some common sense that, that in, in this thing? That is common sense. Yeah, just yeah, get them out of there. What about after the 03 fires where they wouldn't let anybody touch anything? Yeah, yeah that was and ridiculous. That's why, that's why all those trees are up all up there dead, just yeah. waiting to burn Smoke again. I mean, that's where our oak trees, I mean, they're just dead oaks everywhere. And that's, I think, one of the biggest factors why our turkeys uh, fell off so bad is no mast. You've got to have acorns. And, and acorns are a plus for deer and for right. turkeys. And when you lose oaks... You're losing a food source, and uh, I, this is sad. But I, I talked to a um, not a botanist. Jeez, I'm blanking out. Guys that do plants. Um, uh, yeah, botanist. It is a botanist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Horticulturist. Yeah, but they do trees. Uh, oh, it's an arborist. An arborist. arborist. Thank you, you, an arborist. A wood tick. Yeah, <laughs> he claimed in 20 years that we will have no oak trees in San Diego County. In twenty that, years, that the oak, the the striped oak boar beetle, or I think that was the correct. It's going to take them all out. It will take them out, especially especially live oak and black oak. Um, that's Engelmans sad. are not affected, but it, that's I mean that's a scary thought. That I mean, is a scary thought. That for us in wild game, that's brutal. That is a huge thing because that is the, brutal. Just the history of those trees alone. Yeah, some of these trees that are dying are hundreds of years old. Right. I mean, they're old oak trees, and that little tiny beetle, and I've had them fall on me while I'm turkey hunting, and I wondered what they were. And for lack of better terms, everybody knows what a Gila monster looks like. Yeah. It's a little black, uh, it's a black lizard with orange stripes kind of on it. That's what the larva looks like oh, wow. on a on a, a borer. And they get in there and they just eat it and up. I, I've been sitting there and I see them like on my in and I'm sitting under like a black oak or a oak tree and they're falling off out of the tree onto my pants and it's this little tiny I mean they're tiny this big but you can tell which ones are affected there's holes in the wood with the sap coming out the sides and that little beetle can kill a giant oak tree oh, gosh. So, yeah that's horrible it, that's the most saddest thing that I've seen uh, really happening that is a horrible habitat wise uh, habitat wise in our in our county. I just, I you know, to be honest, I wish CDF would allow some of these forests to burn when they do catch as long, you know, no one wants to see people's houses burn. And, and and I get that. But, you know, if you look at like for there's a lot of uninhabited public land in San Diego County where they could let 20,000 acres burn. Yeah. You Jeff, know, Jeff Wells is the biologist here, um, works out of Rancho Bernardo. And um, Jeff's a great guy, pro hunting, just just a wonderful guy. Uh, they are doing prescribed burns. Okay. Uh, they've done quite a few on a Gwanga Ridge right. uh, above Lake Hinshaw there. Uh, so they are doing them and uh, just not enough of them. Right. That's my feeling. It, they, they, it, that should be a constant program be, yeah. daily. Mm-hmm. I mean, that should be a whole department. Well, you got to think about it. The amount of money that it, keep, that it costs to keep the, the planes and helicopters on standby. Okay. There's no reason why. I'm, and I'm sure the public would agree if it went to vote. They should prescribe burns more often than what they're doing now because we're, the costs that are incurring are occurring already because of these planes and helicopters that are on standby. If you just use them on a regular basis to control the prescribed burns, our habitat would be in a better spot for one. And yes, we would incur more. Uh, it would cost more for that to happen, but it's for the benefit of our 
like our ecological our wildlife and yeah, everything. everything. Nothing can live in this. This chaparral has gotten to a point where, well, it, it, our last big fire was 2007, the Witch Creek fire. In those areas, that's that's you know 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it's like 15 uh, foot tall Palmo Valley, yeah. which was God, it was slick. It was so beautiful, and you could see game everywhere. To now, I mean, you can't penetrate. It. Nope, you can't penetrate. Nope. It. There's so. a couple of places on Palomar that need to. Uh... Yeah, get a little fire in there. It's it's yeah. so thick. It looks like yeah. it looks like it's the ground if you right. walked yeah. on it, but it's 15 yeah. feet tall. It's so you guys thick. know where the uh, lookout tower is? Yeah, that oh, yeah. overlooks yeah. the lake. A you know, bridge. not that long ago, you could sit at the tower and literally look straight down and walk straight down all it, the way to the VID property into Barker Valley and yeah. through. Well, Barker's farther up. Oh Barker, yeah, it is. Barker is over up. on a Guanga, but it's the lookout tower that goes up s7 yeah yeah that was all clean i mean that yeah, all see. burned and it, gosh i mean you could see deer and people oh the poor deer they die no they don't they don't they got they, legs they yeah. run yeah they run ahead <laughs> they of the run. fire they run sideways to the fire they i mean they the only you know, things that don't run from the fire are the cottontails yeah and the people yeah i mean oh, yeah. yeah i mean do i mean could deer get trapped in some place Absolutely. And it's mostly because of oxygen. Right. They die of lack of oxygen, not because of the fire. Because they watched Bambi, they smelled the smoke, and they ran. That's right. They, they do run. They're not stupid. That's right. It, it's just one of those things, Steve. It, you yeah, know. There's people, you know, they say, oh, there's no deer out there. There's there's deer. There you is just deer. Gotta go it's out politics there. again. Right. It, 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 it is politics. It comes down to politics. So. Generally speaking, if you put your effort in, like if you put the time in the field and you do your homework, you can be part of the 10% that harvests 90% of the game. You can do it. And and that's what I do want to get out to the listeners is that, yeah, we, we are talking a, a lot of the negative sides of what's going on in San Diego and, and, and in California with the habitat and, but that's and what's going on. But that's everywhere, honestly. That is everywhere. It's everywhere. But just understand that if you put your time in and you do your homework, you will find game and you can be successful. It's just a matter of how hard do you want to try. Nothing's easy. Hunting is not easy. It's trials and tribulations. You are, you are going to suck it up. You know I that's mean, that's something that too, um, with a new hunter, is it start them off with rabbits. Yeah. Start them off with doves. Yeah. Something that you get because starting off with deer, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. You, you it may, a you sink may, or swim situation. Yeah. You may go a long time, especially with archery. Yeah. But I mean, you may go a long time without ever bagging something. That's, that's my quacker on oh, my okay. phone. I'm going. Um, anyway, they it, it's something that uh, it's like taking a little kid. And I yeah. don't care if the little kid's 25 years old or if he's right. six or seven years old. It, it, it's the action in the when you start fishing, right. and you start fishing with catching a little bluegill right. and you move up as you get older. Hunting's the same way. Absolutely. Take them rabbit hunting where they're actually probably going to get something. Right. Take a drive to the IV. Learn the Imperial Valley. That is still pretty raw. It's still pretty much the same as it's been. Right. There's some posting more now. I mean, got a little commercialized in a few fronts, but for the most part, it's still the same. And there's you can find doves. You can find rabbits. Um, if you look in the desert areas, you can find quail. And so I think starting people on shotguns and, and getting to shoot a little bit, right. and then graduating. Um, and you, you can start in big game. Right. I mean, I basically started in big game as yeah. a kid. But it, rabbits and 22s and learning how to, ground squirrels, mm-hmm. learning to shoot through a scope. Um, archery is a, is quite a bit different. Archery's tough. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a religion, actually. Yeah. and, and, and uh, it's, it's a just, lifestyle. It, it's a lifestyle. But as far as just a general hunting population... Learn the IV, and, and something else I tell people, especially newbies like on SCH, buddy, you're going to have to come to the conclusion you're going to have to drive. Yep. You are going to have to drive if you're going to be very successful. Yep. The, the old days where I could go from Long Beach over to Orange County and hunt pheasant and right. rabbit and doves. They're gone. That ain't happening. We live here, and we're fortunate. I live in North Escondido. Right. I am 45 minutes from Lake Hinshaw. Yep. Tons of public land around that place. So even if I didn't have MCC to hunt, I have plenty of places to hunt. Absolutely. And so we've got opportunities here. There are tons of guys that get it done every year on public land. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of them on SCH, buddy, that those guys all hunt public. Yeah. They all... 
South, um, yeah. I, I would say I South. Say <laughs> South County is really untouched compared to the it is. North County. And I, so I know a bunch of guys off the form that hunt South County right. and they're successful. Yeah. It's a different hunting compared to North County. Yeah. The terrain is different. Yeah. The, the Manzanita isn't as prevalent. The, the amount of, I, so it's, it's hard to say this, but I believe that there's more deer in South County than there is in North County. Yeah. I believe that yeah. unless it's on private, like MCC and stuff, but yeah. that, in the, on the public land, there's more yeah. deer South. Well, your habitat's historically more open down there. Yes. A, a lot of it's more open, a lot of big mountains, a lot yep. of big climbing and Absolutely. stuff. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah, I'm just accessibility saying is, sounds like what, what's keeping it, yeah. keeping it, keeping it yeah. good, keeping it's, the population exactly protected. There's deep yeah. canyons out yeah. there. Yeah. Real and, deep and canyons. And there's tons of areas. I mean, that if you go on Onyx, and you you find these BLM pieces, mm-hmm. and I mean Jacob, just a year ago or so, um, found a really good spot on Palomar Mountain. You go, everybody knows about Palomar, right? Yeah, everybody knows about Palomar Mountain, mm-hmm. but it's these little tiny spots. We put a trail cam on this. I noticed a deer trail coming off this hill, and it was pretty beat. But I mean, a casual looker just driving along the street drives right by it yep and we put trail cams on that trail and you could not believe the amount of game that was on that trail right right off the highway i mean literally mm-hmm. right off the highway and uh i mean he's you know he we got him a new hoyt for for uh christmas this year and and uh you know we're we John, could, John's prejudice against Hoyts. Matthews guy. Oh, you're a Matthews I'm, guy. I'm a, I'm a Bowtech guy. Yeah. Bowtech, they're they're all good. They're all they, good. They, they are. The bow and arrow they, shop uh, and and uh, Bruce and Renee down there donated a, a real nice diamond bow for our for our uh, banquet. And That's then, awesome. And then Brett Scott over at uh, at uh, Willow Creek, yeah. you know, always donates to our spring turkey tune right. up. So they're both great guys. They're both the different ends of the county, yep. you know, so it's not competition it's not that competition, way. Right. They're both great guys, and they both really go out of their way to help you yeah. with bows. Now, I know uh, Nate has got, I mean, Nate sold uh, Faith Armory yeah. or got out of it. Is it Faith even open? No. No, it closed, closed down, down June of last year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. And Sad so, day. I don't know, what do you guys have as far as an archery shop? John, right next to you my, from my, JP Outdoors. My shop and my he has garage. A shop. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Why don't well, you go ahead and plug that in, John? Uh, JP Outdoors, our archery shop. Um, we just tune and repair. We have, I have my string company available, and then my son has his string company available. And I usually uh, charge a shop fee to those guys. They they use my stuff, so they pay me. So which is kind of like what you want to do: subcontract everything. Now, do you tune bows and, yeah. and all of that? Okay. I just don't, I'm just not set up for retail. So I can't get stuff. I can get stuff on a limited basis, but I can't get it necessarily at the best price. Yeah. Which is, which is all right, because let me tell you something. The only shop that we have is Riverside Archery or Willow Creek. And we're 60 miles apart. So John is the perfect in-between and full-blown bow tech. Yeah. You know, him and his boy, they, you know, Patrick used to work on bows as well. They've taught me everything I know. Uh, as far as working on my bow, I mean, we have all the tools. We just don't have all the parts because, right. like I said, I'm not the retail side of you it. You can't well, go not, in there and I'm get a quiver. Can you shoot your bow at your at your house? I mean, um, can, we can, can just test it? fire and shoot. Just yeah, I don't have a range. I, oh, okay. I live in a neighborhood, so oh, okay. it's in the garage. It's in, yeah, it's all paper yeah. tune. You'd be you'd leave shooting bullet holes. Yeah. Okay. You know. So yeah, I mean that, and that's that's the thing. I mean you you know we're and that's I had somebody the other day go yeah that effing turners and blah blah i go you know what you guys all rag on turners and all these you know the the few sporting goods store when i was a kid there was a sporting goods store on every corner right there were tons of these kind of places and look what we're down to we have turners we have big five the big box type company which you know whatever and you got walmart who Mm -hmm. to a, a a small degree and that's what we've got left you keep ragging on these few independents that we have left and we're going to be down, squeezed down to about one place to buy ammo yep. or anything else. Absolutely. Uh, I was talking to Tanner. Um, he owns RDL uh, Tactical in Escondido. And he goes, you know, can you tell the guys that I can get ammo? And, and you know, we do all the, everything you want with guns 
repair and everything in our shop. What's that called? RDL Tactical? Yeah, RDL Tactical in Escondido. And it, it's it's right on Valley Parkway, right off the 15 freeway, and there's an AMPM. Yeah. Right, right oh, next. yeah, I know that's, yeah. yeah. I've been in there. Yeah, okay. it used to be Rick's Diving Shop. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, what yeah, RDL yeah. stands yeah. for, is, is Rick's Diving yeah. Locker. I know exactly yeah. what it, that it's, is. There's like a battery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battery yeah. Plus or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and so, like a GNC or whatever. You know, I mean, guys are, you know, going to say, where can I get my ammo? It's small. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a small wanna, place. Yeah, do you want to deal with going into Turner's and going through all the rig right. taking a number holding a number yeah waiting. and all of that where you can go into a, a small person shop I mean I think you should support them anyway absolutely but, small um, business. If it, it was Tanner or not but you go into a small shop like that you can you can order shells and right. have them sent there or you can or you can buy the ammo they have they're within yeah same. sense of it's most close. of them right and right. you know what it's all going to go up and retail is going to be the, the thing of the future it, the it old will. discounts and yep. stuff Nope. We're not going to see that no, anymore. No, we're not. We're you get you want to have price. a talk about the ammo? Because I did the ammo purchase yesterday to go through the process. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, it was, I went over to Bass and Brass to see our friend Cam over there. He's the one of the managers. And so I was like, I want to do the ammo purchase. So I brought my COE. I have a certificate of eligibility. I just renewed it and changed it from employee at the Faith Armory to, I can't remember, like consultant or something, whatever. It's kind of handy to have. But because it makes the background check go like that. Right. Anyway, it's still, you go in there, you pick out your ammo, and then they have to, it's literally like drossing a firearm. It's the same thing. It just has an extra box on the dross thing now. So you're, you're, you're drossing, you're, you're, you're literally drossing the ammo. Yes. So then you check the box, and then you go up, they print it out, they add an, a dollar on. To the thing. To uh, the actually, I, I, let me back up. They do the dross, and then the background check happens. Yeah. Since I have a COE, Certificate of Eligibility, mine's instantaneously approved. Whereas somebody that didn't have that, like just has their firearm safety card, right. or never purchased a firearm, you know, it'll take a minute. Or If you've never purchased a firearm or drossed anything in this state, it's $19. Oh, man. For your first time. Yeah. So you go up there, and you do it, and you sign the paper. Well, the gun shops don't get any of the, the dollar, so they're out the time because it took it took a long time to actually go through it. Right. So they printed the paper. You had to sign it just like you sign your draws. Oh my god! The only thing you don't have to do is put the thumbprint, but I pretended to do the thumbprint just because. Just, just you wanted to go through the process. Yeah, it's just it was just normal. So you know the crazy thing about it, we were talking about it, is that a shop is out money when they do an ammo sale. It took they're so out of money. much. It took that employee right off the floor. Yes. For so much. For one box of ammo, mm -hmm. and then get this, with all the new rules, in order to give ammo, we have to private party transfer yeah. to make it legal. So that's going to be another. Yeah, that's really going to happen. That's going to be a move. Well, we're going to make a movie. Everybody's a criminal all of a sudden. I know. We're going to do a video on this, Steve. It's going to be fun. When our cameraman's available, we're going to go in there and uh, we're going to oh. like we're going to private party transfer like a pocket ammo out of my pocket. A bunch twenty two. To, yeah. To somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to make a video of it. Just kind of poking just, fun at what the law has become. And that's literally what it's become in, in the, but, the greenies. Private yeah. party transfer No common ammo. sense involved. In, no. no. So no. now I have one box, of, one box of ammo the state knows that I have now. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm sure criminals are going to go over there and oh, yeah. go through all this rigmarole, right? Right. You right. Know? All the gangbangers exactly. will be over there getting their drosses and... and <sighs> you so, know, it's so absurd. Riverside County is, uh, is pretty decent. I would I would say Riverside County is is pretty gun friendly. I mean, obviously the state oversees everything, but it it's more of a right leaning county, right? And and the fact that in Riverside County, if you qualify, you can get your CCW. It's not it's not such a pain in the ass to get it. You just gotta apply and pay your fees and do what you jump need to do. through the hoops, do exactly yeah. what they want, and you can get it. Yeah, I don't think San Diego's that friendly. No, they're not. I mean, Gore. I think it's Sheriff Gore. Somebody down there really balked at it, so I I don't know, but I don't I don't think it's real good. No, um, up here it's, pr it's pretty simple to get up here, and and to be honest, I I believe that uh, the sheriff up here wants everybody to have it. Oh, I've read, yeah, there is Chad a sheriff Bianco here. Is badass. Yeah, guy. yeah, I've read I like about Chad. him. He's yeah, rad. We're, we keep trying to invite him to our uh, shoots, our yeah. 3D shoots. So yeah. John John also with JP Outdoors puts on oh. 3D archery shoots. And um, 
we've been lucky enough to uh, score a property out in Oh, okay. I guess uh, East Temecula yeah. wine country. They allow uh-huh. us to go and set up 3D archery shots. And even okay. build our bunkers for us oh, and stuff let, like let that. Oh, let me know. Uh, and Jacob has really gotten oh, into We archery. actually have one July 13th. Yeah, next Saturday. Next yeah. Saturday. Yeah, uh, that's our banquet day. So it, It's super early in the morning. We don't do it late. It's, yeah. We start at 7 and, and yeah, shoot. That's but, also the day of the uh, San Jacinto uh, Wildlife Area cleanup. Is that morning? oh yeah that is yeah, yeah I got like five things all on I don't know what it is about July thirteenth but oh, I've yeah, got like a bunch of stuff oh yeah. the banquet for uh, NWTF yeah man yeah yeah it's uh, is that July thirteenth uh, anybody can go anybody can go it's uh yeah it's it um that's it's in Santee but I, I, I'm forgetting the name of the the golf course there oh jeez. Um, anyway, July the 13th starts at like 4.30 to 5, somewhere in there. And heck, we're giving away like uh, 18 guns. Oh, one of the big prizes, uh, Carl Noakes. Thank you. Uh, it's at Carl Noakes Golf Course. And uh, yeah. the one of the prizes in the live auction is a year's membership to MCC. Oh, wow. That's so, a good one right there. Yeah, man. and then a guided hunt with yours truly. Yeah, whoa, uh, so, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that'd be a good one. That's, that's going to, I mean, that's a $3,000, you know, yeah. somebody's going to score. Someone's going to get it. Somebody's going to get it for 1000 or 1500 because, I mean, it's mostly, you know, grassroot type people that come yeah. to these banquets. I mean, there's not a lot of high dollar, high dollar guys. And so somebody's going to get a, a really good deal on a membership. And like yeah. I said, we have like 18 guns and we have... Um, another raffle for, uh, like a three day hunt in New Mexico, guided hunt for, for, uh, three days and wow. includes lodging, food, everything. Heck that only went for, I think around that same amount of money, uh, last year. Screaming deal. Yeah. That, it's a screaming deal. I mean, they get Northern California, they get six fifty a day for one Turkey. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's intense. It hurts. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, it's a really great banquet. Uh, Vicki Connor, um, Paul Connor passed away. Her husband passed away this this last year, and it's really kind of sad. And he's our past one of our past presidents, and uh, so this is kind of this one means a lot. To Vicky, she's the chairman of this event, and right. So I hope people come out to good it. Turnout, and, and yeah, we get a good turnout. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, put the word out for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, thank you. Maybe uh, maybe we'll pull a flyer and post it. Yeah, on that our would, social media. That would, that would be good. So anyway, yeah, absolutely. Well. You got anything else, Patrick? Anything in uh, questions? No, that was a, that was a great it's conversation. Like, like listening to the stories. Dude, it, it, this is what... <laughs> it, it, it is John, great. I got a million. Buddy, I, I could go on for I the know. next five hours. I and, know, but it's just it's just cool. It's, just it's to, awesome to listen to the you know, history. And it's funny because when I was, well, much younger than you, but I mean, when, when I was a little kid, these guys would give me these stories. Like, oh, you know, like in the 40s, yeah. we used to go over to... You know the beach and just catch corbina. You know oh. five pound corbina and, and and just all these stories of how much gay, the L.A. riverbed was a a river. I mean it right. was a real. My dad when he came to California, which would have been about oh, it was right at the end of the war, so it would have been like forty six, forty seven, something like that. He said he used to go over to the L.A. riverbed, and there were turtles in there. I mean where they're from, you know they eat every. I mean they eat turtles and frog hunting. I was raised in a frog hunting family. And it's still one of my most favorite things to do is frog hunt. And there were ponds everywhere. You'd go gigging. Yeah, we'd go gigging. And when I moved to Escondido in 70, well, actually into Escondido in 77, but I moved to San Diego in 74. But 77, I moved here to North County. I was playing international softball at the time for a place called Slicks Liquor and Long Beach Nighthawks. And and, uh, after I got out of baseball, and I moved to North County. And where the industrial park is now, they're kind of on the Interstate 15 and 78, and it's all industrial. That was just avocado groves and ponds. Oh, yeah. Every pond was loaded with frogs. Of course, I was raised in a frog family. I get down here to San Diego, I'm going. What did they do with all those ponds go? Where's uh, all, they're buildings they're, now. They're yeah. buildings yeah. 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 Where's all that water? Right well, they, that's the Escondido Creek that runs through the drainage. Yeah. They, oh, they, yeah. That all flows into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All that, that water. Yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah, back, I, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. We were, I mean, it was just... It, speaking of those ponds and all the frogs, and my old man, uh, back when I was a kid, for whatever reason, we were going to go bass fishing, big bass fishing back then. Uh, we would go by Jasmine Dean Park, one of those ponds, and we would trap crawdads, yeah. right? And we got our shit jumped by the cops 
And really? I was a kid. Yeah. I was a kid, and the cops rolled up on my old man yeah. like like he was doing something wrong. Yeah, it was because we were in yeah. the creek. Oh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's just how times have changed. Like yeah. you were probably in there when you were a kid, or oh, you know, you first I mean, got your gig and well, never had we, a problem. We used, to, you know, you reach all, you know, this Cajun thing, and I mean, Phil Robertson kind of became a phenomenon. Yeah, you know, we were doing all that stuff, buddy. I, well, Phil's, I think, about my age, right? But we were doing that in California, right? You right. know, and. It, it just that's how much it's turned in California mm-hmm. compared to uh, Louisiana. Right. Uh, they still do it there. They still hold true. Yeah. And here we've lost most of that tradition. Um, uh, I took Tanner and Josh frog hunting know, not that many years ago before the big drought. Uh, you know, like Mesa Grande mm-hmm. has still got a lot of ponds and they're all full this year. And uh, believe it or not, I've heard frogs in ponds that have been dry for two years. Come I, out of the I, mud. I read an article that they will their eggs will actually go down a number of feet and will stay uh, alive, like dormant. And then when dormant, and then when they regenerate with water, they. Cause I I know of a couple of ponds that have got frogs. I don't know where they came from, but they've been they've been dry. We, we have bullfrogs right behind our house. Tons of them. The- I actually used to gig frogs for California State Parks. Bullfrogs, yeah, out of Henry W. Cove State yeah. Park. Yeah, you know why? Yeah. Invasive, invasive, invasive species. species. Yeah. Species. yeah. I was at Lake Hinshaw a week ago, and, and Lake Hinshaw Cafe is back open with a guy named Greg who owns Poncho Villas up in Julian. So right. please visit him and support him. He's a okay. he's a really great guy. Uh, we call him Smiley because he never right. smiles. Okay. But uh, anyway, uh, we were, I was in there having lunch the other day, and here come this whole group of people from USGA or GS, and and the one lady they saw my. I had a Turkey Federation shirt on. And she goes, oh, you're a turkey guy? I go, yeah, I'm involved in it with a little bit. And she goes, uh, oh, well, you know, turkeys are non-native. I go, yeah, just like a lot of other things around here, but whatever. And so this other guy comes over to me, goes, you know, I think I know you. And I said, yeah, maybe. And he goes, are, are you uh, involved with Fish and Wildlife? And I said, I'm a commissioner here in the county. He goes, that's where it was. He goes, I came to one of your meetings and I can't remember what he asked for, but something. And anyway, they were there to eliminate frogs and bass and things like that from her ponds because they want to reintroduce red-legged frogs and some kind of a turtle painted. Turtles. Yeah. I don't know. That what I mean. red-legged frog, the dumbest, I, I hate to say it. There's the dumbest creatures on the planet. Too. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, <laughs> The, the, the dumbest I, ones ahead of the condors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was oh. One yeah. Get me on another subject. Uh, <laughs> that was, that's a pet peeve one there. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's one of the things about the frogs. And so I said, oh, oh, are you going to eliminate herons and egrets and everything else that eats frogs? Right. Because you're going to get rid of the bullfrogs, you said, and you're going to get rid of bass because they eat whatever. Right. How about all these other things that right. eat all this stuff? Well, you know, that's natural. Well, that's going to be natural when you put them back in there and they're yeah. gone within, yeah. you know, a week. I know. Where they all go? They get smoked. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's such a stupid argument. And, and I mean, they were hell-bent on getting rid of bullfrogs. Yeah, it, I mean, it's tough. It, speaking of invasive species. Crayfish. I, are they? Yes. I, I think crayfish are actually probably natural in California. I don't know. No, I think they're... they're are they're, they? Yeah, they're They not. were introduced. I know frogs were introduced. Or they were brought. I mean, but... you've read about, you know, in the 1850s uh, up in, in uh, the the uh, upper San Joaquin Valley is where they brought in frogs, you know, uh, the, the frog jumping contest and, and all of that. And there used to be... Here's a one that you guys may not know. Is it down here at the end of Highway 78 where the lagoons are? Yeah. Those were frog ponds. They, were they? They brought frogs in freshwater ponds there for market. Oh, they really? Sold them to the markets, and that's where oh, that's they claim most of our frogs came from in Southern California. From that, from those initial from frog places, ponds, from places like that, where they brought them from back east, right. brought them out here, and there were frog ponds, uh, farms, and they wanted to farm them. Yeah, and they farmed them and sold them, and then we'll see that the thing about it, the way that disperses, you know, the herons and the, the egrets, they grab these things, they well, eat pregnant frogs, well, their eggs are on their feet, exactly, and fly to another pond, that yeah. frog, and pond, then they, yep. just, and it just leapfrogs. That's how it happens. Yeah, that's next thing you know, you got them all over. <laughs> leapfrogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, and that, I mean, how many years is before there are a, a native? I mean, I mean, we're talking a hundred plus, hundred and fifty years. So, what point? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of that. Yeah, where do you draw the where line? Where do you draw where the line? Where do you draw the line? Right. Because 
a lot of other birds have migrated in in and uh cheatgrass is another one that came into our and chucker are very dependent upon cheatgrass for their survival right cheatgrass is a non-native i mean if it was up to the greenies they'd get rid of all of that too right right you know, there are bad species uh, salt cedar is a is a well, the cheatgrass is just like gasoline yeah well that, that may that, be in, one of in the, the summer well, sure. yeah Sure I mean, it out. Woof, there yeah. goes, man. Yeah. It's like cotton. Oh, so there is one crayfish in California, just one. The rest of them are all invasive. Oh, okay. oh really? You looked it up? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Just yeah. so you guys know. The Shasta yeah. crawdad. Listen, the I know Shasta that. Crawdad. Steve, the Shasta crawdad. Steve, I... The Shasta crawdad. I gotta, I gotta ask you this because uh, I know the viewers are gonna be leaving comments uh, or questions on why I didn't ask you if I didn't, but I know that they're going to want to know the pig story in San Diego County. Do you have any information on that? Yeah, the, there were 75 of them released in the El Capitan Indian on the Indian Reservation property. And those 75 basically went down the drainage of the San Diego. Actually, they went up and down, but they mostly went down towards El Capitan Reservoir. And uh, they moved from there uh, down the drainage more towards Lake Marina. Uh, it was a vote that we took at the county level to eliminate them. And I personally voted against it, uh, told our people at that time, it was Bill Horn, Supervisor Horn, and it was still voted for to eliminate them with professional hunters. Instead of giving us a chance as hunters to, and it cost nothing, mm -hmm. in fact, just the opposite. Yeah, we buy, we yeah make, generate revenue we, on that. We generate revenue. Instead, they paid... And I, Gosh, I know this is on film, but I, I'm going to use like $1.2 million to eliminate funds. 35 pigs. Right. That's what it came down to. And so somebody the other day said, now, nah, well, Gin, Gin's a, a, a shot a number of uh, yeah, maybe three or four Well, pigs. he had those like Akita dogs yeah, or something. Yeah, he has the Akita dogs. And Gin still claims that in some of those deep canyons with high chaparral that still got water at the bottom... Mm -hmm. That there are still pigs in some of those areas around Marina, maybe Hauser Canyon. I, I have never. I used to get calls all the time. In fact, I got a call from the La Jolla Indian Reservation that there were pigs running around. So I went up and looked, and sure enough, the the ground was just. I mean, it looked like somebody walked in there with a rope. I was going to ask you next is. Uh... I've heard rumors of pigs on Palomar. Yeah, well, those pigs were all killed, and that's a, another all, subject. That's but it, but these these it's come down to three pigs that were running wild, and I think they came off of Palomar. They all three were killed. Were they domestic that went feral, uh, or were they they they're all feral pigs that turned wild? Right. Then the other place was Rancho Cuca, and there was and that's in uh, La Jolla Indian Res as well. And the ranch, I mean, it was just incredible. Again, uh, rotor chilled ground. And some guy had been releasing his pigs like at night, and they were going up into the this av, uh, this olive grove and in these areas, and they that's what it was. Soon as he blocked, I mean, so he they couldn't get out at night anymore. And then that ended that, yeah. Um, over at VID uh, on uh, below where the lookout tower is, down mm -hmm. below there, there were thirty four, thirty six uh, pigs in there. And I was turkey hunting one day, never put a visual on them, but I heard them like squealing. Oh, just they make, you know, a weird sound. And that ground was just rotor tilled right. up where we were sitting, turkey hunting. And uh, they they trapped them and they fed them in a pen for I don't know how many nights in a row. And they were all in the pen and they shot them all. My old man, my old man swears he was up uh, deer hunting in Love Valley back now six seven years ago he swears he goes there were pigs in the canyon below me that's about when the, this all happened yeah he yeah. swore by it and yeah. uh i mean i don't i don't discredit him i mean he's been around pigs and cows yeah. and horses his whole life so he knows what you know and very easily could have been right yeah right I, i've had somebody tell me they saw pigs after the they killed the basically that whole herd of pigs or whatever it is. See, but I heard like conflicting stories. I heard that they were catching like 60 pigs at a time up off MCC wrong. in those big pig traps. No. That's wrong? It was one one time shot. It was 30, 34, 36, somewhere in there. Right. That was it. One time. Dang. I had somebody tell me that they saw pigs after that. 
I used to get calls because of the, the, the county right. concern. I have never had a call since. You know, I just, I wish it would have been handled a little bit differently. I wish that it would have went to a public <laughs> vote. You know, as hunters, I wish they would have yeah. populated and yeah. done hundreds of them, but they right. claim that they hurt the habitat, you know. Hey, and they may, they may to a certain degree. I know they're not good for turkeys and things like that. You know, they'll eat eggs and things, but man, the ground where they rotor the ground, the ground is better off. Oh, it was beautiful. Yes. Grasses grew yes. back in there. So I, I always hear that. Oh, they eat all the acorns. They eat all the, maybe the pigs in Texas. Uh, it's a different phenomenon. Well, they got millions there. of pigs. Yeah, it's a different phenomenon than we have. We have right. this thick chaparral country. I wish something was in there, right. thinning it out. Thinning it out. And this is what I'll tell you too. Like for example, Northern California has pigs, right? You don't hear about pigs up there being a nuisance. Right. They're in check. The hunters are keeping them in check. I'm sure they got federal trappers out there. Whatever it is, but there, there, there's a sustainable population of pigs out there where san diego could have been another hot spot for that we could have had a huntable population of pigs here and it would have been a great avenue for new hunters young hunters you know it, that's why i voted no it kind of it kind of like <laughs> well, i didn't dang. vote but i was hoping you know bill it ended up passing and i don't remember of all five supervisors i don't remember how it went right. down but i think they got convinced that these things were going to do this and you know uh, unbelievable damage to our county. I think it was just the opposite. It would have been a good thing. I think it's like our turkeys. Yeah. I think we could have had a really good controlled population of right. pigs in chaparral. It may even been a, it helped us fire suppression. Yeah. Hey, the reason they've got cows on places like San Isabel, what? I mean, we're told we can't leave the trail. Like if you're walking in the trails, you can't walk off right. the trail. Yet there's 200 head of cattle right. that making their own trails. Yeah, yeah. They, they make their own trails. And they, they go, yeah, well, they, you know, they rut. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. they got 200 head of cows out here because it's been a long-term cattle lease on that right. property. I, and they keep a lot of the chaparral down. And one of the words they used back to me, fire suppression. That's what they, well, the cows keep the grasses down and, well, pigs would have probably yeah. done something very mm -hmm. similar. Yes, and, and would, uh, have, would have generated revenue. And one for thing the about state. pigs is that chaparral means nothing to them. No, they, they just go right they through. They well, right through all they, that. They're stuff. two and a half foot tall. Yeah, and they're like little tanks. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I was very, yeah, not, not upset. I just, I, I, mean, I knew, right. You just had I knew an the handwriting on the wall, but the fact that our county paid a million dollars to right. rid the county of pigs will. We could have done well. So to get back political, the county pays a million plus dollars to get rid of pigs, but yet they got homeless vets pissing and oh. shitting on the streets. Oh yeah, because we don't have public funding to house these people. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Like get that going. Yeah, yeah. Getting <laughs> oh man, getting see, see it fires me up too, yeah. man. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It does. Common sense is just really not it's that out, common. It's out the window. Yeah, it's not common. So it is what it is. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, I, as far as that goes. I know the, we got yeah. the ducks in the backyard. Yeah, that's probably yeah. illegal to have that on my phone. Oh, I'm that's sure. I'm sure it <laughs> is. I'm duck hunting, yeah, yeah, it's probably. Illegal. Listen, Steve, man. Yeah. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on a rage? Well, uh, a, a lot of guys use them, and and they yes. really like them. I. Uh, John was saying that they've redesigned it. So yeah. This is brand new 2019. Yeah, the the new design I really like. Um, uh, I originally I used nothing but Fix, uh, and and I switched over to another brand. And the biggest problem was walking through brush or anything. And, right. and the old sleeve that used to be on these, yep, you, know, that you collar. just touch it. and it blew oh, you open. Could break it or yeah, or it, it was just, rubber bands or you know it rots. Yeah, yeah. I mean there was just I, I that was my only issue. Right. I, mean, I I had no other issue than that, and, and um, hey, there's a lot of guys shooting, and a lot of guys like them. And so, I I've seen the wound channels that these things leave, yeah. and let me tell you something, Steve. It it's a two inch cut pattern, but yeah. it's more like a three and a half inch cut or, pattern. Or when you know, by the time that hide stretches and pulls oh, apart, sure. that last deer, that last deer I shot, there was I'm. You should have seen the blood spray on there. That yeah, that's that, what I that like. That deer like came at me and ran around me, and I was just like. Holy cow. Yeah. I was just... Yeah, it's insane. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, it's like fishing rods. It's like shotguns. Yep. Uh, 
baseball bats, what feels good to me. Yep. It's yep. probably not going to necessarily feel good to Yeah, there's to you. a broadhead for everybody. Bow yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Gun yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Truck there, for everybody. Yeah, bows. Everything. You know, I mean, I shoot this old G3 bow. You know what? It, it just feels good in my hands. I mean, I like I, it. I'm a Benelli guy. I, you know, I love my super black Eagles as far as waterfowl goes. And, but it's not, I mean, most guys that try them have the same opinion. That's why they're so popular. Uh-huh. I think it's the most popular. And, but there's a lot of other brands that I don't rag on anybody on what they shoot or they right. shoot here or shoot with a gun. It, that's a personal choice. And if right. it feels good to you, then do it. That's what you shoot. You get the yeah. yeah, it gets as long it done. As it gets the job done. Absolutely. And you feel now if you're missing a lot or if you got issues, hey, then it might be time for a change. You want to change it up. I mean, I, I mean it's, it was always a a thing with baseball bats, you yeah. know, when I play. I mean, gosh, you know, you go into a slump. Oh, God, you're trying like everybody else's bat, you know, to see. Right, right. No different than this. If you're if you're not doing well and it it probably it could be something mechanical, yeah. just like a swing or right. or anything, but um, and that's why you go to your local shop and you know, at least put it on paper and yep. you see see where you're at and and uh, um, yeah, I mean it's just a personal choice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, li- listen, Steve, man, we are super pumped to have you on the podcast. Thank we you. went a while. I don't know how long we went. What time is it? <laughs> Almost eleven. It's Almost eleven. It's yeah, I, I have another meeting at two o'clock. Hey, uh, perfect for the banquet. Yeah. Right. So listen, man, yeah. we're, we're super pumped to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it was you. super was informative. Cool. It was fun. And thank you. We're probably going to cut this up into one or two different podcasts because it went so long. <laughs> probably make it yeah. into three. We might, yeah. you know, depending on how long it is. I don't exactly know, but listen, um, you're more than welcome anytime. Uh, I would love. We would love to get Jacob on. You know, or Josh. Talk- uh, well, Jake, your son in my son in law. Yeah. 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 Get a perspective from somebody that, yes. I mean, scratch. Yeah. I mean, he started scratch. Now, yeah. did he hit the goal mine? Yeah, kind Absolute, of. Absolutely, he did. <laughs> kind but, of. but it would be cool but to get you know his what? perspective. Yeah. It, it, from scratch to. It, and you know what? I mean, I still vividly remember he shot a, a doe. Uh, with his bow right and i remember us following the blood trail and we got into this thick stuff you know we're like digging our way through and and we're following the spots and we're doing the whole nine yards i mean we're taping the the branches and we're we're putting tape down where we're trying to drop and i said hey but you never know so we need to mark where you know the angle right and we find you know we find his doe what it was a hundred yards maybe and uh the excitement is something that people should experience, man. Right. I it mean, is. it is, it's cool. It, it is so I, I, cool. Listen, there's tons of people out there that, you know, that that's kind of the theme of where we're going. We want to get guests on from Southern California, share their experiences, what yeah. their thoughts are on it. And, and we'll go from there. But like I said, your, your son-in-law, I'd love to get him on. We, we'd we like to get Josh on too, you know, have him talk, uh, talk about his calls. And also Tanner. And Tanner, yeah. you know. Tanner, Tanner and Josh were childhood friends. Oh, and, we and probably I've did been, both of them on at the same time. Then. Yeah, I've, I've taken them since they were just little guys and, and uh, uh, their, their father, like Josh's father hunted, um, but, you know, kind of left mm-hmm. the family. And then and Tanner's dad basically didn't hunt. Right. So we have these two childhood little guys that, you know, man, we just had this passion to to learn and to take hunting. And, right. And uh, Chase Sessions is another one that, you know, it's just a... Uh, it's the greatest of experiences for yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, like I said, you're more than welcome anytime to come on. Maybe maybe this year we'll get in some hunting together. And, yeah, there you and go. And we go out bird dog hunting, <laughs> run our go. dogs together, maybe go to Worcester, hunt yeah. some dove, whatever we got to do, yeah. man, we'll get together. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about Worcester. I know, and, and that that's what I did. My passion for I, that. <laughs> Steve, that was one thing that I really did want to touch on was Worcester, but yeah. I feel like Worcester is going to be uh, an entire podcast on itself. And what we could do absolutely. is cater to because Worcester is very intimidating for new guys they don't yes. know where to start they go out oh. they drive 100 miles east and they don't know yeah. where to go yeah, what to let's say. do it uh, uh, that would be great It'd be a good that one. is yeah, the definitely. biggest issue of a new person yes hey i'm gonna go duck hunting right uh buddy yeah, i don't think i'm going to Worcester. all right right you know and, and they look at the board and go what do i do wow. where do i start now what do i do yeah, and, and then they ask the guy and the guy goes pick a number pick, pick a spot yeah you know not real you go to San Jacinto, it's the polar opposite. Yes, it is. Tom, Tom hooks you Tom up. Tom will hook you up. He go, he'll give you the best available, yep. in his opinion. The, he'll ask you, you have a dog? 
And yeah. then you're not taking any of the e pawns. Right. I mean, do you have, uh, you know, what do you have as far Raiders, as experience? You got a dog, all that stuff. Yeah. And so he'll give you an easy place to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Jacinto looks like a country club. It, it looks is. like a duck club, and it, it is. And it, that'll it, be a good podcast. We'll we'll do that again later on, uh, closer to duck season. I think we'll it'll be great. We'll post yep. it on the SCH man. It'll help yep. all the new guys on the forum. It'll be great. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be amazing, yep. man. Yeah. Well, yep. listen, I yeah, appreciate thank it. You. Thank you, John. Sir. Yeah, Patrick. It was a good one. So, all right, I John, you got any closing uh, thoughts? Anything? Follow John, JP Outdoors. Um, yeah, JP Outdoors. Uh, yeah. Follow uh, Dark Mountain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give Dark Mountain Dark a shout-out. official. Um, I can give Gulch Gear a shout-out. Oh, Gulch Gear. It's one of the camo companies that supports me. Make That's a good one. Made in the USA. So. That's important, too, folks. Yeah. Support our local guys, and, and if you can, buy USA. You know. And, uh, yeah, Brian Absolutely. Tyndall out there in Oregon. Great dude, very transparent. You know, used to work for Pixar and then started designing camo. So yeah. good, good deal. So just in just in closing, guys, if you guys liked if you guys liked the podcast, make sure you guys follow it, tell your buddies about it because uh, hey, you know this is the first time we've had guests on, and uh, it's definitely not the last time because you know hey, we're all about spreading the word and hearing uh, as many different points of view as possible, and also hearing as many. Uh, uh, getting getting those voices heard or getting those voices out to as many people as possible. Absolutely, because we want to make sure that these stories are told as as simple as they are. You know, they mean so much to uh, to the person telling them, and they you know they change the the hunters that we are, yep. the hunters and ado- outdoorsmen that we are. Yes. So sounds and good. I was just gonna say, normally I would you know just I was just enjoying the stories from Steve, but. And I didn't want to go into too much of the getting all fired up about politics and and start right. just bashing it because I have my own beliefs, what I believe in as far as the hunting goes, and I wasn't gonna start that on this right deal. So yeah. I was just gonna be quiet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like it was a success, and uh, we'll do it again. Yep. All righty. Thank you. All right, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>